What is up, freaks? It's your boy, Marty Bent, here to introduce this rip of rabbit hole recap. Dun, 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 dun. What a week. A lot going on. Very dense, tight. Not tight, right? Two hours, 20 minutes or something like that. Dense. Definitely dense. Great conversation. Back and forth with Matt, as, as it always is, week in, week out. Very lucky to be able to do this with a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, Matt Odell, and you freaks. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're contributing via Podcasting 2.0 app, thank you for the sets. Thank you for the value. I hope you're getting value out of this show. If you're listening, we live in very interesting times. Sorry, I had a burp. I'm happy to have you, freaks. This trip is brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. They're right down the hall from me. We're on 6th in Congress in Austin, Texas. The Bitcoin capital of the world now. I'm in the Bitcoin Commons. Unchained Capital's office is right behind me. And there, they are building uh, products with Bitcoiners in mind. They have collaborative custody. Collaborative custody. Collaborative. Collaborative custody. Collaborative custody products. Collaborative custody. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, they're, they're multi-sig vaults. It's a two or three vaults where you hold two keys. Unchain holds one. You always have complete control of the sats in your vault if you have those two keys. However, if you're in a pinch, you only have one key. Unchain is there to be the second in the two or three multi-sig quorum. All of this is in an effort to eliminate single points of failure in your custody model. If you have all your UTXOs on a single SIG wallet and you lose that and you lose your backup, your shit out of luck, single point of failure. If you have all your UTXOs on an exchange, they're not even your UTXOs, they're the exchanges uh, and that exchange somehow rug pulls you or the government goes to is like, hey, you can't let these people take these UTXOs. You are shit out of luck. That's a single point of failure. Eliminate single point of failures. Single points of failure. Unchain helps you do that. That vault product is a perfect Example of that, they have a white glove concierge service that's going to take you from zero to having a, a vault set up with a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats in it. You're going to get video conference calls. So you're going to get comfortable. They're going to get you hardware walls. They're going to help you get those set up. And then again, you're going to dump a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats in that vault. Tell them that TFTC sent you, the fine gentleman from TFTC sent you. You're going to get $50 off that white glove concierge service. They have a bunch of other products as well, an IRA product. A lending product, and they have a blog, which is incredible for knowledge. But check it all out at unchained.com. This rip was also brought to you by good friends at Brains. 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 This is the team behind Slush Bowl, the oldest running mining pool in the existence of Bitcoin, the first ever. The cockroach of the mining pool industry, if you will. They're also the team behind Brains OS Plus firmware, which helps you stack more sats with your hash. If you have a mining model that is compatible with Brains OS Plus firmware and you're not running it, you are leaving sats on the table. It's as simple as that. Okay? Don't leave sats on the table. Make sure you're using Brains OS firmware. Available for all S19 models, I believe. I believe. I believe. What's mine are apparently coming soon. You got to stop saying, Ed, Ed, I know you're listening. Daniel, I, I certainly know you're listening too. Christian, if you're listening, you stop. Stop teasing us. Just fucking launch the What's Minor stuff, please. Send it. Stop teasing. I just want to see a delivery. 
I can't wait for it because I'm going to download it on, on my What's Miners once it comes. I just know that. Once it comes, dude, pff, on. I'm going to stack more sass with my hash because I'm going to have more hashes because Brains OS Plus makes that possible. We also have insights.brains.com. Remember Brains with two eyes, B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. Insights.brains.com is going to be a place where you go to learn all about the mining industry, all the stats that you need, all the mining pool stats, all the profitability stats, all the cost of mining Bitcoin stats, all the difficulty, hash rate, hash price. That's where it is. Insights.brains.com. They're also hosting a mining conference in Prague. I'm very upset I'm not going to be able to make, but God, I'll be there in spirit. I will be there in spirit. I will not be there in person, but I will be there in spirit. That is happening in June. June 15th, 16th, that week, uh, the Bitcoin Mining Conference. I'm pretty sure that's the website. I've just been running with that the last two weeks. If it's not, just like type in brains mining. Uh, and I hope I'm not sending it to a phishing site. That's, that's all I hope. Go check it all out. Go to brains.com. I'm sure they have a link there. Brains is an incredible actor in the Bitcoin space. They're creating incredible products. I fucking love them. This one was also brought to you by good friends at Hoddle Hoddle. Hoddle Hoddle is here to bring you a lending product with no KYC, no AML, leverages Bitcoin's multi-sig properties as well. The way it works is if you're in a pinch, you need some liquidity and you got some Bitcoin, you don't want to sell it. You don't want to take on that tax burden. What you can do is put your Bitcoin and go to lend.hoddlehoddle.com. You, you go to the marketplace, you find a somebody who's willing to lend out stable coins at a certain interest rate that you're comfortable with. And you say, hey, I'm down to take this loan. All right, you're down to take this loan. What happens next? What do you do next? You put your Bitcoin in a two or three multi-sig escrow account where you hold one key, your counterparty in the trade holds one key, and Hoddle Hoddle holds the third key. All right, you don't have control of the Bitcoin because obviously it's collateral and you're taking on a loan and stable coins and you can't have control of the Bitcoin because then you take the stable coins and the sats and it doesn't make any sense. So you have one key, your counterparty has one key, Hoddle Hoddle has one key. What is the benefit of this? You have visibility into the multi-sig escrow account so that you know that your sats aren't being rehypothecated. And if you're paying back that stable coin loan, at the end of the day, at the end of that loan, you're going to get your sats back. You can see them. You say you're not rehypothecating these. You're not, you're not lending these out, are you? I'm definitely going to get my sats back. Yes, you have visibility. Lend.hodlehodl.com. If you want to get yield on stable coins, if you're a stable coin person, you can do that. As well, using lend.hodlehodl.com, you simply enter the other side of that marketplace. You lend your stable coins out to Bitcoiners who are looking for a bit of liquidity at that particular point in time. Okay, lend.hodlehodl.com. I think Baltic Honey Badger is going to be back this year as well in, in Liga, Latvia. Incredible conference. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by good friends at Bitcoin 2022. Biggest conference in the fucking world ever. Ever. going to be in South Beach, Miami. It's going to be the biggest conference ever. Okay. What are those events like? Uh, what are those events where they, they had them in Chicago beginning in the 1900s? The uh, World's Fair. World's Fair. That's what they, bigger than the World's Fair. Bitcoin 2022, the biggest conference ever. It's going to be in South Beach, Miami, April 6th to 9th. Nice first day. April 6th, if you're uh, if you're serious fucking builder in the space, you want to get connected with people in the industry, that is industry day. You show up, 
You network with people. You make deals. You shake hands. You kiss babies. You talk about inside. You don't, you, don't, you don't share insider information. That's illegal. You just like, you get to talk to people building in the space. It's a beautiful thing. Days two and three, general conference days, are going to include CEOs like Michael Saylor, Jack Mallers, President Nayib Bukele from El Salvador is going to be there. He's got a big announcement too. I think he's going to announce exactly how he's remodeling his kitchen. This is, uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a big design announcement. He's just going to go on stage like, look, I'm putting my, my, my double door fridge over here. I've got marble countertops. We're going to see how he thinks from a design perspective. Day four, we got the biggest music conference in Bitcoin history. Logic's going to be there. Deadmau5 is going to be there. Run the Jewels is going to be there. Neil Young and Joni, Joni Smith are, are Joni Mitchell or Joni Smith? What the hell is that? I fucking forgot her name already. But apparently they're going to be up there doing duets as well. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, make sure you do so. I believe they, they go up a week from today in price, February 17th, if I remember correctly. When you do buy your tickets, use the code TFTC. You're going to get 10% off. Okay. April 6th to 9th in Miami, the biggest conference the world has ever seen. The World's Fair is going to feel like a little pussy when this conference is thrown. Bitcoin 2022. Be there or be square. We're going to be doing a live rabbit hole recap there too. Enjoy this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. Love you, freaks. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. He said six, like I'm assuming it was six seconds ago, so I think we're live. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Recap. It's your boy, Marty Bent, coming to you live from a pool. I'm not a pool guy, but I'm in a pool right now. Matt, how are you? We're at, we're in three different locations. We got our, our, our producer in one place. We got, we got Car in one place. We got Marty in another, and we got me in another. So yeah. hopefully we are live, and we're banned on YouTube. So uh, if you're watching this on Twitter... YouTube. And you can't figure it out. Uh, you can watch the stream on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Rabbit Hole Recap, where we will be re- will be streaming to there going forward as well. So click that subscribe button. Yes, please click it. Let me know how my video is coming in, uh, if it's grainy or anything like that. Uh, yeah, got kicked off YouTube. Got our our second strike. Had a interview with a doctor named Doc Woods out of Wyoming, Platt, Wyoming. He's been doing incredible things out there for almost half a century. He came on to talk about his experience getting fired from the hospital practice he worked for. And uh, he talked about how he's been treating patients with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and talked about the VAERS database and YouTube did not like that. So we are on a two-week uh, hiatus from being able to post anything to YouTube. So you're going to have to find us on other platforms. I spun up a Rumble account today. Um, Matt spun up the Rabbit Hole Recap Twitch today. Well, and I like Rumble. I like they have to pay for Rumble. That gives me like YouTube, you are the product. You're not paying. It's free. 
I like that you have to pay for Rumble. I think that um, makes a bit more sense when it comes to video how, content. How much do you have to pay? Uh, I I got the the pro hundred bucks a month plan. Oh, I made this. I made a separate rabbit hole recap Rumble, and I didn't pay anything. Is it? Do they hit you with it when you try and upload? I don't know. I had to pay. Re- no, I had to pay right away before I even tried to upload. They asked me for uh, a mailing address too, and I didn't uh, give it to them, and they let me create the account. Yeah, I didn't give them the mailing address either, but I did pay them. They, I assume they don't accept Bitcoin, right? Not yet. Not yet, but we'll work on them. We'll, we'll, we'll work on them. We'll get, we'll... Let the record show that uh, a, a video platform that caters towards politically persecuted people uh, has large amounts of KYC information on them in the term of credit card information might not end well. You heard it here first, freaks. Yeah, you gotta you gotta accept some Bitcoin, okay? Uh, Rumble, we're gonna we're gonna work you. We're on the platform now. We're gonna be strong advocates like, of Bitcoin. Did you see what happened platform, with Gibbs? But... You see what happened with Gibbs and Go? Yeah, they got hacked, right? And yeah, then uh, somebody like, doxed all the. They had like KYC information on every single donor to the to the Canadian protests, and they had it on an insecure Amazon server. So like it wasn't like a complicated hack. Kind of felt like feels like an intentional honeypot to be quite honest. And now there's like journalists that are just doxing everyone on the list. Like these are your neighbors who supported this. You know, cancel them. Yeah, this whole situation is kind of jarring, to be honest, what's going on. And obviously, we started talking about this three weeks ago, three RHRs ago, when at that point, we weren't sure. There was rumors that the GoFundMe Freedom Convoy campaign was going to get shut down. Um, Actually, freaks at the end of that episode were like, no, it's not going to get shut down. It's not going to get shut down. Then the next day, boom, shut down. You had Hong Kong Coddle the tally coin campaign which we're going to talk about uh, everything that's been going on there uh spin up i think it actually spun up before the gofundme officially got shut they down did. But it, um it uh became really popular after gofundme got shut down for obvious reasons then give send go which is a american-based company with uh, a christian lean uh Started a campaign as well. I believe they tried to be like not yeah, really a not Christian gonna... lead. Doesn't there like their taglines <laughs> like the Christian funding number one Christian funding site or something? Yes, yes. Uh, they're uh, the Christian funding site, and yeah, it seems they either got hacked or something funny was going on. Maybe it was a honeypot. I I just think it. Yeah, I'm not to not to bash my fellow Christians, but um, I'm not I'm not sure if they had the best IT skills over give set and go. They got I mean, their they, site taken they over. Definitely do not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, people are getting docs. Yeah, it's a, I mean, we're gonna get to the situation. Let's get. Let's just get Clark's dashboard out of the way. We've we've crashed a little bit since I uh, since I hopped on my flight to come down here to this pool. Uh, the current price because you took a dip. Took a dip. Took a dip. Bitcoin dipped to forty thousand dollars six hundred. Excuse me, forty thousand six hundred sixty dollars, according to Clark's dashboard. One cuck buck's going to get you 2,455 sats at the current moment. We are at block height 723,809. 
I've got like multiple windows open here. When's the next difficulty adjustment? Next difficulty adjustment is happening in 1,951 blocks. It's currently estimated to be an upward adjustment of 1.8%. That is because blocks are, well, blocks are coming in at nine minutes and three seconds on average, but we have a very small, um, we have a very small sample set here. Uh, we are currently 50, 65 blocks away from the last adjustment which happened, I guess, earlier today. And that was an upward adjustment of 4.8%. Else we got Samurai. It'd be interesting to see where this is right now. 4,373.62 BTC, or 178.2 million cut bucks worth of unspent capacity and unspent value, respectively. Uh, and obviously... Samurai is getting some tick uh, because we'll, we'll lead right into the first topic, which is everything that's been going on in Canada. Obviously, we've had the trucker convoy going on up there for a few weeks. These uh, Canadian individuals are protesting uh, the Canadian government, which has launched mandates, particularly uh, vaccine mandates to work throughout the country. Uh, people took to the, the roads and headed to Ottawa and many other cities throughout Canada to peacefully protest against these mandates and to attempt to claw back their civil liberties. The Canadian government, led by Justin Trudeau, who has brown nipples, uh, decided to enact the Emergencies Act, which hasn't, before this week, had been enacted three times in uh, very serious war times, uh, I believe in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, or maybe it was the 60s, the last one. Um, but they it's one of the decades. The, yeah, one of the decades. It's been a while. It's been a while. I guess we could just say that. Uh, they, they I don't think they ever used it. I think it was just like on the books, but it, this is the first time it's ever been used. That really? was my understanding. I thought, they, uh, I thought maybe. Well, well it's either worse. the second time it's used or the first time it's used, but it's been on the books forever. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those cards you keep in the back of your pocket and pull out very rarely, and they usually during you know, times when. People are at risk of bodily harm, which isn't the case with the truckers. Trudeau, uh, it seems like he's becoming a bit of an autocratic tyrant right in front of our eyes, is using this act to basically mandate and create executive orders that allow him to do pretty scary things. Uh, Matt didn't want me to put it in the title of the show notes, but I think what we've seen from the Canadian government this week are can be considered acts of financial terrorism against their own citizens. And yeah, well, Marty, it is, but they're trying to frame us as terrorists. Yeah, you put the mirror up. They're the terrorist. They're trying to project this what they are onto us. Some scary shit, man. I really feel for our Canadian, our our, our Canadian friends, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I have a feeling we're going to start to see some of this shit come down to come south to us as well. So. Yeah, I mean, you texted me earlier this week, like, damn, this is heavy, man. I was like, I know, it's heavy, but this is invigorating. Like, we've been expecting this. We've been talking about this for years. We, we've, we've, us two on the show and many others outside of this show have said this is going to happen. It's happening. Shouldn't be surprised. Should be expected, but it's here and it is kind of heavy when, when it does hit your shores, which it certainly did this week up in Canada. And I'm certainly feeling it down here in the United States. But uh, Bitcoin is a very powerful technology that those in power 
uh, do not like because it leads to them losing control. And so you know, many Bitcoiners for the last 13 some odd years have been expecting this type of action to begin being launched by governments against Bitcoiners uh, and and other freedom fighters. And, and here it is. And it's accelerating pretty quickly uh, in, in all realms. You got censorship. Uh, you've got financial terrorism in the form of seizing funds and having giving banks the unilateral power to you know, use their own discretion to shut down accounts if they're associated with any of the uh, crowd uh, crowdfunding platforms, including GoFundMe, GiveSendGo, and TallyCoin. So as it pertains to Bitcoin and the Bitcoin-specific fundraiser, it seems like there was a list of addresses that was sent around this week, uh, some possessed by a few people that we know ourselves. No, no. So, okay, this is important. Okay, first of all, Tally coin, the TallyCoin fundraiser that was raising Bitcoin was using a fixed reused address. Um, so on-chain donations, which were the lesser in number donations, but the overwhelming majority of actual value that was transferred to the fundraiser all went to a single fixed address that anyone could look up. Uh, that Bitcoin remains in that 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 Bitcoin remains connected to that fixed address. It hasn't, they, they haven't used any kind of coin join or any, any kind of forward privacy tools with that. That address is obviously on that blacklist. Uh, about, I think it was 29 Bitcoin addresses were put on the blacklist, like one ETH address, one Cardano address, one LTC address, and one Monero address. Um, what does that blacklist mean? That blacklist means that, Anyone who tries to interact with those, using those Bitcoin with a regulated Canadian entity um, gets reported to the authorities. And that activity gets reported to the authorities. Bank accounts get seized. Anything connected to that individual gets seized. Now, the thing you mentioned about the people we know, which is FOSS. Uh, so, so originally, the, there was five people in control of those funds. It was Sessions, FOSS, uh, Ross and uh, BJ Dichter, who came from the truckers, and then Caribou. Caribou, um, yeah. uh, Ross, Foss, and Sessions uh, all transferred their keys to three other holders before this thing happened, allegedly. So before the Canadian government said, we're going to use these emergency powers, we're going to seize bank accounts, we're going to cut insurance for truckers that we know. If they see a license plate, they just look it up. Cut your insurance. Go to your corporate bank accounts, close your corporate bank accounts, close your personal bank accounts. Um, and we're going to go after Bitcoin fundraising as well. Before they said that, supposedly the keys got rotated um, because they understood that it was a massive security issue that the five key holders were known and all in Canada. Um, they also voluntarily closed the fundraiser. That seems like it happened like as the announcement was happening, they closed the fundraiser. But it wasn't like Tallycoin shut it down or they got like a government injunction to shut it down. And and to be quite honest, um, and this is what we were talking about last week when I said I do not envy them at all. I was like, there's like a world of fucking stress and hurt that's coming out. Like BTC Sessions, our boy BTC Sessions posted a long thread. He said, this has been like the longest two weeks of my life. I'm getting hit by all different sides. Like fucking JWW was saying that he was going to fucking sue them. Um, what? Like For what? There was like all this fucking shit that was going on. And I, and I can't imagine like the amount of stress that those, those guys are going through. But ultimately, 
the, the major vulnerability here is that it was a central point of failure, right? It's this massive, massive amount of funds, you know, 20, 21 Bitcoin worth of funds um, that's just kind of burning a hole in their pocket. And they really should, regardless of this happening, they really shouldn't have kept on raising anyway, because you have to figure out distribution. You have to figure out how those funds actually can get to, to help the protesters rather than just keep raising for number go up, right? Um, and now they're struggling on the distribution side. JW like integrated himself in it. It's like a massive clusterfuck. Did you read the Vice article about it? It's the most embarrassing fucking thing. Um, no, one of the well, most embarrassing I, things I've ever read. I haven't read the Vice thing, but is it it's embarrassing so bad, on Vice's part or on Bitcoin? No, <laughs> no. It's just it, it makes us look like fools. Uh, it's like. JW has this like the most insane fucking distribution strategy where he wants to like dox the protesters and like he's like you got to bring hammers and like break printers and like do it like completely overcomplicated, inefficient, un- ineffective. Fuck it. Like you got to read the Vice article. It's the most insane fucking thing ever. And he was coordinating it all in a Google Doc. You know, so everyone's like people are doxing their their Google accounts or their IP addresses to Google or both um, out in the open in an adversarial environment uh, is a complete clusterfuck. The whole thing just devolved into this. I, I have no doubt that at least most of the coordinators had the best intentions in heart, but the whole thing has just devolved into a, a complete mess. I want to, Put my hand up right now and apologize for having JW on the podcast in the past. A, a couple twice times. you had him on fucking a twice. Couple times, a couple times we talked about state stuff, but the first time maybe you're forgiven. I the latter this what was it, three times or two times? Two times. The second time we came on yeah. talk about and we talked. The second about, time, fuck you. I'm sorry. I deserve that. Fuck to be him. fair, I told you fuck you when it happened too. <laughs> you did. You're right. Uncle Matt was right in this regard. I'm sorry. Hand up. You know, you just got to own up to it and apologize every once in a while. I had a block. But anyway, yeah, I I don't have him blocked because I don't have anyone blocked. But if I was going to block, if I was going to start blocking people, he might be the first one. But (laughs) uh, the basically at this point, we should just operate under the assumption that those funds are just done. They're just just they're non-existent. They don't exist. Like if I was the organizers, I would just leave them and leave them where they are right now, see how everything pans out in the future and just not touch them. Because, you know, the lack of privacy, the lack of privacy, best practices, the lack of execution here um, just means that anyone who interacts with those funds is in for a world of fucking hurt. And like we can have engagement tweets all day long about how Bitcoin cannot be stopped. But uh, if, if you use Bitcoin, if you use Bitcoin in a naive way. You're leaving so much information out there that your individuals are going to get burned. People are going to get burned. We're going to see how unprepared individuals were to handle this kind of state level attack on Bitcoiners. Um, and it'll be fucking messy and it'll be dark. So to me, the big takeaway here should be that rather than have these like large fundraisers, like protesters, wherever you are in the world, should be raising funds directly. We see protesters at all these protests posting social media pictures, videos. Now that obviously comes with risk, but they're doing it anyway. So they should understand that risk. But when they're doing that, 
They should have an easy way to accept Bitcoin donations directly to their own mobile phone in a relatively private way on a small like peer-to-peer basis. And then all of a sudden, you don't have these reused addresses. You don't have this big fixed address with 21 Bitcoin in it that can get blacklisted, that can get targeted, that is hard to disperse. You have small amounts of Bitcoin ideally coming in through, through Lightning or new addresses or pay names. Um, and to be quite honest, like there's still a lot of work that needs to be done on that front. Uh, you know, this is this is something that has been an obvious pain point with my work with HRF um, and Gladstein is that there's no real easy way for protesters, activists, dissidents to raise money in a privacy preserving way directly to their mobile phone. And, you know, we have pay names. They op- they offer a a relatively good trade-off model, but the only wallet that can send to Paynims right now is Samurai because other wallets haven't implemented it. Uh, so you're greatly limited in the amount of donations you're going to get. And are they perfect? No, but like nothing's nothing's perfect. Everything has trade-offs. But I think like as as an industry, like this should be an obvious use case that we're trying to. Uh, make easier and to enable. And that is this donation use case, this independent donation use case. They can run BTC pay servers, but then they're running a separate dedicated server, right? Like the ideal situation is that they can just post, they can just post something from their mobile phone and their phone doesn't need to be online. Because like the other thing that people suggest is Bolt 12. Bolt 12, if ever it gets implemented, I mean, LND doesn't want to implement it and uh, C-Lightning has it partially implemented right now is this idea that you have like the static lightning QR code. So you can just post a single lightning QR code. But the phone needs to be online to receive payments. So the you could still do it, presumably, if you're running a separate lightning server. But then at that point, I mean, you could also just be running BTC pay server. Is BTC pay server more heavy? Yes. And then there are other alternatives to BTC pay. There's like sat sale is, is a good alternative. Cypherpunk pay is a good alternative. But all of these rely on the actual individual going and setting up a dedicated server to accept payments rather than just doing it straight mobile-based. What do you think of like setting up an embassy, having TallyCoin on that, having BTC Pay server, and then you have your Onion X access point? It's on too your complicated. Phone. Well, it's complicated, yeah, but you can do that now. Up. Yes. And so, well, let's get here to like, all right, there's spectrum, right? Spectrum with all this, the tally coin having individuals with their public names, their, their real names, uh, touting that they're <laughs> coordinating this fundraiser publicly. Uh, probably not the best idea. Very valiant. I've got many points here. We'll start with this, but spectrum. Like, if you are adversarial thinking, like that is probably not a good idea. Like, people, all right, don't even have to do any real diligence it's like all right they're running it they've, they've said it out loud like maybe um a good way to run that tally coin we use tour spin up a new email address doing it anonymous anonymously using your own dedicated server um like running the tally coin on your dedicated server if you can uh and doing it that way running it through tour making it hard for harder for authorities to to track you down and do um do analysis to, to find you. And then but yes, keep in mind, you have to, if you're running it, if you're running it on start nine or B, if you're running BTC pay server on start nine or umbral or raspberry blitz or whatever, 
the default is it's through Tor. So the only way mm-hmm. people can donate is if they use the Tor browser yes. to donate to you. It's not hard. Okay, Marty. Yeah, but these are not well, practical solutions. These are, well, you know, th- I gr- well, it's an it's a solution. I agree with you. The tools need to get better. But we're talking about like again spectrum. All right, what is available now? What is better? That's number one. Number two, people don't have to worry about this. Like that's like we talk about practical solution. Yes, um, the uh, the ideal solution probably aren't here yet, especially for mobile, but uh, particularly in Western so-called democracies like Canada, like people should not have to worry about their government. Okay, but that part's moot because they do have to worry about them. Uh, well, I know, but yeah, and, but and also, what up? Fuck the West. People have car, to worry about it in countries around the world. Car, put put the video up of this woman, this witch from the World Economic Forum. I just put the link in in our Telegram chat. So she's the Canadian finance minister, report, right? But you're not releasing yeah. the information. And the actual follow-up is... Former spy. Um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities as well as crypto wallets have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions and accounts have been frozen and more accounts will be frozen. Uh, Crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. In terms of the specifics, on whose accounts are being frozen. Uh, You now have the regulations. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. No no questions about due process. No questions about the legality of what's going on. Just pure executive orders going in giving these banks information like here's the accounts we're looking for shut them down no trial no innocence uh, assumed is everybody assumed guilty and accounts frozen <laughs> funds taken it's fucked like we look the war the war is here world war three is here we've talked about this it always has been yeah marty marty like just like this has always been an issue. This has constantly been an issue. This has been happening all around the world. Just because it finally happened in sheltered fucking Canada doesn't change shit, right? And we are just not prepared for these actual practical tools that people need on the ground. Yeah, I'm not denying that. I'm trying to highlight, like, hey, you don't. Again, we are we are not free. You're not free in Canada. There's probably something going to come here. To the United States, and like I said in the beginning, <laughs> we've known this is coming, and we are woefully unprepared still. So, what do you think is the solution to becoming more prepared? Like, you, you think we need less cloud chasing on Twitter, more building? Do you think more tapered adoption, more pain in adoption? Obviously, I saw that there was a PR request. I believe it was Libre uh, made a PR request on Blue Wallet to add pain ends. Um, yeah, I added a million sets that. 
Yeah. There's, yeah. So like the pay nims, the pay nims conversation is a perfect example. BIP 47. The reason BIP 47 wasn't approved was because it, it isn't efficient on chain. So it's going to cost more in fees. Who the fuck gives a shit? Like if, if, if people want to pay the fees, they can pay the fees. There's no other option for people uh, to have a practical way to accept donations. Right. Like, like there's this, there's this like dev elitism and I love our devs, but there's like this dev elitism that we have like this kind of time to build out practical things. Uh, what we don't have that time. And I'm not saying that we should like rush into bad decisions, but bit 47 has been sitting there for fucking six years or something like that. And it's hmm. universally discouraged for implementation. What would you say is more important? People, more people taking control of their private keys or more privacy tools. Not that they're mutually exclusive, but what's more important? What's more potent and immediate at the end of the day? What was the first one? Taking control of their private keys, their UTXOs, even if they're KYC'd. Look, everyone should take self-custody. Not enough people are taking self-custody, but it's not this fucking silver bullet that people are saying. And the perfect example is these funds that are being held in self-custody by the... Without privacy, self custody isn't you know, isn't I, I, isn't this amazing thing? It is. It is great, and it's definitely a massive improvement. But like, you're just going to get a gun to your head regardless. And we have 99 percent of newcomers coming in through KYC. If you don't think the Canadian government has all the KYC lists of Bitcoiners right now, and they're going through them, like, I'll sell you a fucking bridge. <laughs> they obviously do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what they're gonna close all your bank accounts, they're gonna take your insurance, they're gonna take all this fucking shit. We have Biden, he's about to do an executive order next week. I think that's gonna be a nothing burger. Gonna Probably, but it's the start, right? Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna slowly get worse. Well, that's like that's what I'm trying to get to. Like uh, do you think again, we've known this is all coming, but do you think the the specter of the jackboot coming down on all of us is inevitable. Like at what point, like the, the Canadian truckers are making a lot of, of grounds. I, I think I, that's another thing to highlight here. This is a, a drastic action by a government that uh, is backed into a corner and then proves that the Canadian trucker convoy in the protest was effective and has been effective. And I lose you. Uh, no, I'm just no. thinking. Oh, you're thinking. No, Look, the boot like was always going to come down on us and everyone was going to always wait until the boot came down on us. This was yeah. the unfortunate reality. People need to get burned before we become more robust, before we learn. And I still have every faith that Bitcoin will be successful. I just, a lot of people are going to get burned. There's yeah, a lot but, of people that are going to get burned and we're living in this like ignorance is bliss kind of world. And people just, you know, Bitcoin cannot be stopped. Bitcoin is inevitable. Yada, yada, yada. Bitcoiners used to be the best critics of Bitcoin. That was one of the best parts about Bitcoin. Now there's like at least Bitcoin Twitter is dead. There is no <laughs> adversarial thinking on Bitcoin Twitter. Everything is just hope and rainbows and bullshit. Fucking getting excited that, you know, the Ukraine is fucking regulating the shit out of Bitcoin and not breaking. allowing. Yeah, breaking tweets, fucking, you know, emojis and shit. Yeah, I actually, uh, I was talking to Justin Moon about this this week. He's um, floating around Austin. We had some conversations about this. Like, the, the Bitcoin is inevitable meme. 
I've probably been guilty of saying it in the past as well, but it's not like we need like everything is good for Bitcoin. Well, silver lining. I mean, this is really good for Bitcoin in a certain like from a marketing perspective. There's a lot of aha moments happening out there. It might be good for Bitcoin. It's not good for Bitcoiners. Yeah, it's the other thing too. Like, are are all these new new coiners that are coming after us? They're going to learn the lessons, like the the first wave of Bitcoiners in the first thirteen years who fucked up, <laughs> like doomed for a uh, for some sort of a uh, like bad experience with Bitcoin. But the newcomers, like, oh, look, they all did KYC. Let's do non KYC and get Bitcoin this way, and then they'll be good going forward. Um, well, well I mean, I think at a long enough time scale, the KYC conversation just becomes moot. And I've said this a million times because a circular economy develops. Instead yes. of selling Bitcoin, you spend Bitcoin. Instead of buying Bitcoin, you earn Bitcoin. Uh, it's more of an adoption phase thing, but it has seeped into everything right now. Yeah. And it's and and the amount of insight that the amount of insight that these that these surveillance companies have is is overwhelming. Like it's an insane amount of information, and it's all tied to all your personal information. We got Bitcoiners on Twitter saying like it doesn't matter because you KYC at birth. You know, like I just, I don't know. Part of me just wants to just like go into the woods. Just, yeah, just, you know, RHR had a good run. Love your freaks. Oh, oh no. No, I mean, don't I'm, say that. I, I'll, I'll still be around, just not this fucking, not this fucking identity. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm a big fan of like how like I, I'm a true believer in like I'm gonna out hodl these kleptocratic sociopathic governments. Uh, that's part of my mentality. But uh, again, you want to supplement that with practical tools that that make it so you don't necessarily have to do that. Or when push comes to shove and you do need to use Bitcoin, you're able to do so in a fashion that allows you to have some sense of privacy. Uh, but yeah, man, it's heavy. I mean, so this is the full on. Do you think when 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 the U.S. government decides to add their next piece of burdensome regulation that you know, uh, the the next burdensome piece of regulation where they like decide to you know make private Bitcoin usage as as difficult, even more difficult than it is today, um, there's going to be like a bunch of Bitcoiners that are tweeting out like. Ooh, Bitcoin's got regulatory clarity, you know, like massive engagement or whatever. They're going to get like 5,000 likes, 200 retweets, 300 retweets. Send it. Like we're, we're literally, as we're getting attacked, Bitcoiners on Twitter are just going to be celebrating it as good for Bitcoin. That's, what it, yeah. that's what's happening in Canada right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I- if you looked on Canada, it would seem like it was the most bullish fucking thing ever while real Bitcoiners are getting fucked. Wait, wait. I didn't see that. I've seen a bunch of people worried. Who's bullish on it after this news? I mean, I don't know if you've been looking at Twitter. I have been off a bit, but I mean, again, like it's bullish from a like, oh shit, now people realize why Bitcoin's important. Like that, those are the tweets I've seen. It's like, oh, my banker friend who I've been shilling Bitcoin to for years and just said it was some Ponzi scheme fad finally said, Oh, now I understand why Bitcoin uh, exists and it's value prop. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, yeah. 
So every time wake- you see these authoritarians crack down on, on people's rights, it obviously wakes people up to censorship resistant uh, tech in general and sovereignty tech in general, not even just Bitcoin, like encryption and just free open source software. Um, I just, I demand it, demand it. My point is Marty. My point is Marty is I'm sick of the fucking philosophy bullshit. I'm sick of the, this is how Bitcoin is going to make the world a better place in a hundred years. Like we need practical solutions and we need them yesterday. And Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners need them. Like the Bitcoin network will be fine. Like I, like I'm not, I'm not bearish on Bitcoin here. I'm just saying individual Bitcoiners need better Bitcoin tools. And am I being a hypocrite because I'm not building those tools? Sure. I mean, I'm not a fucking programmer. Should I learn to code? Sure. You know, but I'm trying my best from a position that doesn't have those skills to try and make that a reality. And I've been trying for the last couple of years um, to the point where I'm fucking exhausted, but I've been fucking trying. And I just feel like we need more people to fucking try and we need more people to fucking care about their own fucking shit and get their act together and practice some personal responsibility because all of us are really fucking vulnerable. Most of us are really fucking vulnerable. I won't speak in absolute terms. I agree. Everybody's got a separate game. Hey, I recognize the work that you do. You do a lot of work behind the scenes that nobody sees. I mean, open sats. People have seen that. Um, I got my son jumping on the floor right now. Uh, I love it. I hope uh, he splashes you in the mic. What's up, dude? Uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, build, build. Oh, well, I think that's like. But I think, with that being said, too, I think it's an inter- interesting time. Maybe this is the fire under the ass that the industry needed, and there's no better time to get a fire lit under your ass because the ability to build these tools has never been easier. Relatively, it's not it's not easy by any stretch of the magic, but it's much easier than it has been in the past. I know uh, what we've seen uh, from the 1031 perspective. There's a lot of really dope shit being built um, uh, throughout the industry, uh, whether it be privacy tech, communications tech, self-sovereign computing tech. Uh, there are people working on this, so they're not as vocal as the breaking tweets uh on on twitter but uh they're out there working and that's the thing like they're simple tools too like what we're trying to do with implementing and injecting btc pay server into ghost and making that available to more people like that could contribute to the the circular economy right like it's not necessarily uh a privacy tech but it enables people to to use bitcoin in a, a much more sovereign way which gets us closer to going through that transition where you don't need to go on and off KYC ramps. Um, I want the silver lining here. I want an optimistic note. Like I said, like we've said, we've known this is coming. It's here now. The optimistic note is thank God we fucking have Bitcoin. Otherwise, all your money is seized anyway. Yeah, Uh, exactly. That's the the optimistic note. (laughs) That's the other thing too. Like with the... um, I tweeted this out earlier this week, and, I, and I'm not meaning to like put pressure on anybody to do something that could get them in trouble, but the RCPM or whatever the hell it's called up in Canada, and they got that list. Like all the, so RCMP. Those, RCMP, those, those addresses. I mean, if somebody has control over them, like, well, 
again, not advocating that somebody go do this, but it would be a pretty massive protest. Just be like, fuck you. I'm moving this Bitcoin and like just have like another lightning torch. Um, send it to fucking Iran uh, and then send it, send it to Venezuela and then send it to El Salvador and then send it back to Canada. Um, just as like a protest to like the full the, million dollars. Yeah. Just send it all. Just keep sending it. Um, like, and just be like, fuck you. You can't stop this. I think that would be, a I mean, someone's message. just going to take the million dollars. Yeah, well, lightning, lightning torch was. Well, maybe you don't do a million dollars. Maybe you do ten thousand. And also, those five, those five guys are just going to get arrested if that was Bitcoin move. Again, not advocating anybody does this. Don't want to pressure anybody to do anything that could put them in jail. (laughs) But that would be a fucking strong message as people go to jail. Did you see BTC pins? Did you see BTC pins comment? It doesn't actually go to those. He goes. It doesn't actually go to those countries, Marty. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just it's just on on chain. But yes, yes, I ownership does. Somebody produces a a a public address using an Iranian IP. Okay, we'll 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 get specific there. BTC pins, if you want me to. But again, like I do think that would be a powerful protest. Or like, stop, freeze it. It's like, all right, nope, not going to do it and again like is this the time to have a a civil rights like movement where people just like we need civil disobedience like the civil rights was illegal uh, the, the movement was illegal in certain regards when when it was going on uh, like, being against the nazis was legal uh, somebody's tweeted this out like harboring anne frank was illegal like all these the terrible yeah, we things. had slavery yeah, slavery was legal. <laughs> like right now, like freeing slaves was illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're you, know, you got to recognize when you're in one of those situations. And weed was illegal. It still weed. is in some places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, again, I think it would be a very powerful protest. Bitcoin enables it. It's certainly possible. Just um. Do people have the balls to do it? And again, not advocating or pressuring anybody <laughs> to do it, but <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm, cer- yeah. I'm certainly not. Uh, I'm, it's easy for me to say something like that. Uh, somebody uh, who does not send tweet. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not. I'm not. So let's 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 go back to because I think look, I think these kind of experiences make us stronger as a whole. Agreed. Most of my fear comes down to individual users, individual Bitcoiners. The most important thing here, in my mind, is that we properly learn from this. I, you know, it's a bittersweet thing in my mind when I see after after what's felt like just years of just screaming into the void, the popular engagement accounts saying like privacy matters. There was a bunch of tweets that were like, today's the day that Bitcoin switched from an inflation hedge to a censorship hedge. It's like, where the fuck have you been? But anyway, (laughs) it's good to see that. So let's try and take advantage of this situation. And how can we practically move forward here and and be better for it, right? And there was a couple of pain points. The first pain point is what I said originally, which is a reused address, right? And that is because regardless if we want to get into all these different specifics, the easiest way for people to raise money without having an always online device 
is through a single reused address. So we already kind of discussed that. I, I hope to see more tools get developed in that regard. Um, you know, my I was trying to get the Hexa team, the Hexa wallet team to implement an easy donation feature. Unfortunately, there's just so many things that they're having trouble with in that wallet that I can't recommend it to anybody. But this was something like I've been trying to get something there for like eight months, nine months. And it's extremely frustrating. But this idea of being able to accept donations directly to a phone offline in a relatively privacy preserving way. Um, but the second thing is, OK, so once you get those funds to protesters on the ground, they don't live in El Salvador. They can't go buy pupusas with it. They can't go you know, to any store and spend their Bitcoin. How do they actually how do they actually use that Bitcoin to support their protest or their activism? Right. And BISC enters the equation here. Hoddle Hoddle enters the equation here. Gift cards enters the equation here. But what are some other methods? And I, I've been thinking, and I think one thing is um, Bitcoiners taking that Bitcoin as payment and providing the different goods that people need, right? You know, fuel, water, food. And then beef alternatively, issues. yeah, beef, right? And then alternatively, one of the things that I feel like could actually be pretty cool if we actually normalize this is like when I go to like Bitcoin meetups and stuff, I always bring extra cash. Why? Because at like one in the morning, there's a Bitcoiner at the bar that wants a fucking drink and only has sats. And then I get some KYC free sats from them, right? I pay for the drink and then they pay me sats. We could do that on a protest level. Like where, like if, Go if you want some KYC free sats, go to your local protest. And there's probably at least one protester there that has Bitcoin and needs needs cash or needs goods and services. We normalize that, then you kind of uh, you kind of circle that square. There's something there. Could be something there. I saw you tweeting this earlier this week, but like also just like feds being at these protests scares the shit out of me. Like, there's nothing illegal. There's nothing illegal for giving someone a hundred dollars worth of cash and getting a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. I'm not saying that someone should go down there and do a fifty thousand dollar briefcase deal. You know, <laughs> I'm saying a mobile wallet, some cash, boom. I had a uh, we had um, a gentleman. I'm not going to dox him on the show, but he uh, he came and helped us set up some lighting in the studio this week and he went to work for sats worked for two hours then boom that's right to uh over the lighting there you go right the person worked for bitcoin look there's already risks at 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 both conferences and protests right like you should operate under the assumption that there's spooks there but once again yeah a bit devs tonight which i assume you're not going to based on your uh environment over yeah. there in the pool um i but don't don't yeah yeah it's a tough but like don't you think like like i mean i i don't i mean we already talked about the clusterfuck that was that google doc about the planning but like i don't even understand from and i guess like maybe you know i i don't want to like preach when i'm not involved with the thing but like it shouldn't even even when you if you're doing a kind of fundraiser like that, why are you even trying to get Bitcoin to the protesters? So you should just be getting them the things they need. Find Bitcoiners around that want Bitcoin and can give you the things you need. Like that is the stopgap before you have the circular economy. Yeah, and I feel like we're inching closer to that. Like I mentioned, the beef initiatives here. 
I'm willing if somebody demands Bitcoin in payment. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll pay in Bitcoin. I've got got some in the company account here. Um, it's getting there again. I, I think this is a fire being lit under the ass of people in the industry and then people outside like, oh shit, they're just fucking shutting down bank accounts. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, uh, by the way, like the the, ba- the bank run rumors, I don't think there's any validity behind those. There's always the, the, bank, rumor, run. the bank run. Yeah, bank run. Uh, even if they did run, do a run on the bank, well, the bank can just print money out of thin air. Marty, if you ball. were... If you were a Canadian completely disconnected from the protest, would you feel comfortable having your money in a Canadian bank right now? No, no. And I don't doubt there are people pulling money out of the Canadian banks, but like, is it going to cause a collapse of the banking system? I don't no, think so. No, no. They'll just print more money and save the banks. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's how they do get... all the other bailouts. They just <laughs> print more money and they bail out the banks. It's a, it's a nice gesture, but I don't think it'll uh, end in the NFL. Hopefully it ends more people owning SATs, but but when your government is actively seizing people's bank accounts, taking your yeah. insurance, seizing your corporate bank accounts, taking your livelihood, stopping your credit cards from working. And again, like so a bank think- run's not even your biggest risk. You can, no. you can, you know, in the bank run scenario, like you said, you'll probably get bailed out. You'll have some heavy inflation, you know, but uh, that's not the risk. The risk is just the government unilaterally coming in and taking your livelihood. I think we should really like hone in on this. Like this point, the government is coming in and taking people's livelihoods because they don't like the political persuasion of, of those that are peacefully protesting. They'll try to call them terrorists for terrorizing the economy. But it's hilarious. It's uh, a lot of the, the people who are on the far left and the liberal party will say workers need to unite and use their their strength to send a message to the government and then to organize. And here we have a working class protest that is well organized, very peaceful, and they're using the power of organization to send a message to a left-leaning controlled government, and they they immediately shut it down. Thank you, honey. I need a beer. Um, And it's it's just hilarious how hypocritical it is. And these politicians specifically, I I don't doubt that there are people – that are left leaning that that truly believe in this type of workers organization. Uh, but when it comes to politicians doing it, you can cut through a bit. Um, the, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, it, it's just, they're blowing with the wind. They're and just using it as a just moving. Legs. Can be, they're, just, they're using it as just like a convenient, uh, thing to latch onto to get votes and carry favor. With these types of people, um, it's, uh, thank you for that, Carl. That was some good camera work there. Um, now I feel exposed, though. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very funny how how fucking conniving these people are. It's not even funny; it's disgusting. And like again, like leaning into these two particular people, you have Justin Trudeau, and then you have his finance minister. Both are related and working for the World Economic related to and working with the World Economic Forum. They're both pushing the Build Back Better uh, idea and the, the goal to push us into the pods, eating bugs by 2030. You're going to own nothing and you're going to like it. They just proved today that you don't that you don't own your bank account. Like, let's dive into that too. Like The World Economic Forum has these people in positions of power doing 
their bidding and doing it out in the open and just completely what's the word I'm looking for? They're completely just foregoing any semblance of like trying to pretend that there's an actual democracy in place. Like what's going on right now is truly autocratic tyranny <laughs> in a in a country that is supposed to be uh, free and, and respectful of civil liberties. And then Carr, pull up oh, that video. Yeah, pull up that video I just put in our, our group chat as well. Like, this isn't only happening in Canada, uh, in Australia. They haven't shut down. They haven't shut. Edward Evenson's calling me. Ed. <laughs> is, is, it on your, is it on your computer screen? Yeah. You got Ed, that I'm nice live. Apple integration. <laughs> Ed, I'm live. I'm about to call. Um, Marty, put on Do Not Disturb when you record, bro. I, it was on Telegram. Uh, but in Australia, <laughs> they're, pro- they're protesting as well. He's not and watching. You have, oh, yeah, definitely not watching. But in Australia, they're protesting the same thing. Uh, and what's happening there? Have you seen these videos? They're, the Australian government and the police force is pulling out like uh, DRW. What is that? Um, <laughs> okay. Um, they're pulling out like microwave machines, microwaving protesters with, with fucking. With the, they're like audio radiation. devices, right? Is it radi- no. It's not radiation. It's audio, isn't it? No, no. It produces radiation. It's like high pitched. It's high pitched noises. No, no. It's pure radiation, dude. It's uh. Do you have a source put, for that? I put the yeah. There was a video of people taking radiation readings at a protest, looking at this exact device, and they were. Like it was sound high. readings, wasn't it? No, it was radiation, dude. Carter, you got to pull out the video? Should be in our TFTC group. No, I'm trying to find it. Hang on. Let me see. Uh... I thought it was one of those like high-pitched noise generators. Like they use, like the British, there's a lot of British stores that were using them to like make sure that teens didn't loiter outside. What are you uh... doing? BTC Sessions is messaging me saying that bank accounts have not been frozen yet. They're just being threatened. Um, I was going to call Edward Evenson back. He wanted some some brains time, but I guess not. Um, yeah. So like, the point being, Canada, they're getting crazy. Um, 18,000, and it's actually from fucking meter out. Yeah. Wow. 16, 19, I've never 000. seen it that high in my life. Me ever. I've never, ever seen it that high in my fucking life. That is getting fucking fried. That yeah. is getting microwaved. Look, it's, it's dropped out on peak. Yeah. And 20,000. Yeah. So what's that? 20 times the legal amount of EM, yeah. EMF reading. Yeah. That's more than I've ever seen in my life. Ever. I've, I've never seen more than that. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so that was two Australians doing radiation readings at a protest, and then what they were, what was in the foreground of what they were protesting was that machine that you see there. It looks like a big square. There's many trucks throughout the protest driving around with these radiation squares as well, just blasting, uh, blasting protesters with pure microwaves. So again, just 
another example of a completely sociopathic and tyrannical government <laughs> just not wanting to respect the will of the people. The will of the people is that they just want to be fucking free. They want to be able to go about their jobs without being forced to get a fucking vaccination that is, it's not even a vaccination. Go on Rumble. You can't find it on YouTube because YouTube pulled it because we said these things. Uh, it's a gene therapy that may be harming people. A doctor confirmed that on the podcast yesterday. And, and the government's around the world for some reason or another, I don't think they're controlled by the people or respect the will of the people, are doubling, tripling, quadrupling down. It's very odd. It's very creepy. And it doesn't seem like it's uh, it's going to end anytime soon. Unless something happens. I mean, the Canadians are trying to protest. Like, that's the other thing. What's going on with the truckers' protests? Are they keeping up the pressure? I saw a memo from the Ottawa police that they're going to get more so you said BTC sessions said that nobody's bank accounts have been frozen they're just threatening it because i saw videos of people showing their credit cards not working jordan peterson sent out a thing saying that someone had three and a half million dollars seized from them obviously we already knew we already knew td bank froze like 1.7 with their protester funding okay others he says other accounts have been frozen. His hasn't specifically been frozen. Oh, well, good. Wants, I'm glad that his hasn't. He wants everyone to know that he's still here. He's okay. He's watching live. Well, we love you, Ben. I know. I'm, do I you. know. I'm being a. Li- I don't want you to think I'm being tough. I like. I appreciate the fuck out of you, and uh, part of the reason why I'm so fucking fired up about this is because of the of the amount the the amount of respect I have for you and and love I have for you. So. Yeah, I love you, brother. Um, he said his, his accounts have not been frozen yet, but uh, based on the announcement, he wouldn't be surprised that within 24 hours, if if they are. So, good thing he doesn't have much in there anyway. Yeah, knowing yeah. him at least, I don't I don't know his I don't know his bank account situation, but I just assume that he's like us and he's pretty much all in Bitcoin. So, yeah. And, and he's also saying that he, he you still got to pay your rent. You got to pay your insurance. You got to pay your kids fucking daycare and education and fucking all these things to live your life. And they can just deperson you by taking off your financial access, taking away your driver's license, taking away your insurance. Fuck, man. Like it's fucking bru- like the scope of this is brutal. They didn't have to pass any new laws. Um, it could happen here. Same exact thing could fucking happen here. The same thing could definitely happen in other countries besides here. I would say that America is a little bit more resistant to it. At least we have the states, depending on where your individual state is. Yeah. Well, we need to get more people accepting SATs for their goods and services. I think it's happening. I think there's a big trend of it going on. Should we switch to a more positive topic? We will. We had our first Bitcoin commercial in the Super Bowl. I don't even have that on the list. I completely forgot that even happened. Coinbase's? I mean, there was three technically, I guess. I mean, Coinbase. I w- props for props for do. Coinbase sent people to like buy Bitcoin specifically. Got it said Bitcoin on it, but it's affinity yeah. scamming because then you sign up for an account and then your KYC'd and they're gonna load shit coins on you. And also, yes. they're training people to scan a fucking QR code blindly. Don't do that. Not even if it's a Bitcoin address. And then FTX had the Larry David one, which if they said the word Bitcoin would have been a very good commercial, but they didn't say the word Bitcoin once. 
And then eToro had that garbage commercial. Yeah, I mean, the eToro is a garbage company. What do you think of eToro? Okay, again, I don't like the. I, mean, I think we talked about this last week. I don't like like the copy, copy trader. I'm trend. done with KYC. No KYC. Done. You can work for Bitcoin. It's the best way to do it. Uh, what was I going to say, Ben? Before we get off that subject, Ben just wants us to know that the single address on the TallyCoin fundraiser was because that's the way TallyCoin works. You can upload a pub key, but when you do that, the new address, uh, every address in the pub key is for a new fundraiser, not for a new donation. So that's a TallyCoin UX kerfuffle that probably needs to get fixed, where you can upload an XPUB, but each address is specific to uh, a specific fundraiser. Um, Fair. DJ, DJ Booth. Either way, fuck I mean, this look, bullshit you just, government. Look, BTC Pay Server has a crowdfunding option enabled. Like, you can just just use Voltage. You can just, like, fucking open Voltage, pay with Bitcoin, no KYC, and use it. Then, obviously, Voltage can shut down your server. Um, or you can run it on your own VPS. But this is what I'm saying, right? Like, so, so fucking, uh, where do most people run their BTC pay servers on fucking Luna node? Cause it's the cheapest, right? Luna node is based in Canada. Okay. So depending on how far fucking Trudeau wants to take this, does he go shut down BTC pay servers that are running on Luna node? Cause he could, he fucking could. And the question is, why do we need a server? Why do we need that? virtual why do we need that server on a on in in a fucking data center somewhere in order to accept bitcoin as donations in a relatively private way like that should be such low-hanging fruit and and the thing is is like activists around the world have needed this for a long fucking time and no one gave a shit and hopefully now that it's people in canada that need it it'll happen but it hasn't happened up until this point uh, I want to say people don't give a shit. All right, it's hard. It's a hard problem to solve. Not easy. I don't think it's not like something. It's something trivial that just hasn't gotten done because people are lazy. Um, it's priorities. Yeah, yeah. And again, it goes back to like what's what's the more it's pressing real world priority? use case priorities. Yeah. No. Take possession of your keys, freaks. Um. It's the least you can do. On to bigger yeah, and better do stories. That. You should not. You don't keep. Don't keep your funds on a custodial exchange. Yes. Uh, one thing I want to add before we end here is, you know, I know nobody uses Liquid, and I know it's like kind of a joke whenever I bring it up. Uh, <laughs> but but maybe this would make more people use Liquid. When I talked to Adam back about it, he told me that the only thing that's stopping stealth addresses from being on Liquid is that a wallet needs to implement it. And Blockstream doesn't seem like they want to implement it. So if you're an aspiring developer out there, consider creating a simple liquid wallet that has stealth wallet support, stealth address support, and then you can just post you can just post that stealth address. Someone can post that stealth address. Yeah, then they have liquid Bitcoin, but at that point they can do swaps, they can do different things. Um, maybe a coin join implementation on liquid. Let's see more, let's see more wallets support paynims. 
Let's make it so that someone can post a pay name and they don't have to worry that someone needs to have an Android phone and Samurai wallet in order to send to them. Uh, let's see Lightning, all this Lightning development focus more on, on, on real-world privacy aspects of Lightning and receiving Lightning in a relatively private way. Um, and then let's see, you know, just very practical ways for people to accept Bitcoin on mobile phones that I haven't thought of you know, in a better privacy way than, than a fixed address. Yeah. Get building. And let's see more education on the trade-offs and risks of using KYC regulated services that are keeping lists of Bitcoiners in our transaction history. Now I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. I'm not saying they don't have their place. I'm just saying that newcomers should be aware of those risks and make an educated decision based off that awareness rather than being completely blind to those risks until it fucking bites them in the ass. Yeah. Be aware freaks. Be aware. Less breaking. More thinking. Apple patches zero day exploit. Update your devices freaks. Uh, A more so friendly is, note. Everything. <laughs> more. Macs, iPhones, iPads, all, all vulnerable to this. Update. Update. Zero day has been exploited. I believe this is remote control. CVE 2022-22620. Uh, this is good. This is control remote. Does this it's like as bad as it can access? get. Yeah. You can, the yeah. attacker can just remotely run arbitrary code on your device. It's basically just, that's like the, that's pretty bad. Yeah. If you're running Apple devices as I am, uh, update your devices, freaks. Biden expected an issue executive order related to Bitcoin regulation next week. We mentioned it already. Uh, I, the rumblings I'm hearing is that it's going to be uh, a call to action for a working group on Capitol Hill to dive into research on CBDCs and stable coins and to a call to action to put forth a regulatory framework for the cryptocurrency industry. Specifically, like Matt said earlier, Probably a nothing burger in terms this of this is good for Bitcoin. Clarity uh, in terms of uh, actual uh, <laughs> something happening next week in the executive order, like forcing something on the industry, which probably isn't going to happen. Uh, but it could be the start of oh, look, we did this research and we think that probably doesn't make sense for the strength of the US dollar for US citizens to be able to take control of their UTXs. We should probably stop that. Uh, something I could see this research leading to. Uh, speaking of the U.S. government not caring about financial sovereignty, they see $7 billion held by the Afghan Central Bank at the New York Fed, I believe. Uh, someone in the, it was being held at a U.S. institution. They this seize so it. Obvi up. Yeah, obviously the uh, U.S. Uh, abandoned Afghanistan, the Taliban uh, swooped in pretty pretty easily and are in control of Afghanistan now and uh, US government's like yeah, you technically are the leaders of this country and the country technically does have seven billion dollars in this account and we are holding on behalf of you so we don't like you that much so we're not going to give you the money and so again not your keys not your coins applied to the traditional financial system Yeah, I mean, 
don't don't leave money in the New York in, in New York banks if you're a sovereign country. But I'm sure they didn't really have a choice because well, this we like bomb this- bomb their country and like installed a new government and we're like you're going to keep your money over here. It's not safe with you. You should keep it with us. And then we took it and then we <laughs> yeah. said it's for the children. Good. It's for the it's for the children. So see, this came out. This actually came out like before all the Canada shit. Yeah. Um, well, this I, is my point. Like, no one's going to drop a tear for them. Few, few drop a tears for for the the Afghani central bank funds. Yeah, the Taliban uh, probably not uh, probably not uh, going to garner much many tears from individuals. But it's still fucked up. It's still fucked up. Uh, you don't have this on the list either, but like El Salvador or a couple of representatives. I have it on the list. Oh, you do? I can't find it. This list is long as fuck. Are we talking about the the bill that's about uh, El yeah, Salvador and how they're yeah. they're threatening sanctionability and they're threatening the dollar as a reserve currency? Yes. Um, I think maybe it's probably one of those throwaway bills, but again, going looping that back to the Afghanistan story and not your keys, not your coins... Uh, President Bukele, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. I heard he moved them. That would be you know, news to me. And if so, I. I well, someone hope. on Twitter today said that that after it all like blew up, like Samson made sure that uh, they got him out of Bitco because they were they had him in insured custody in Bitco, uh, which is an American company. Not a great idea, especially yeah. when you're talking shit to the Americans on Twitter and. And your foreign policy and your domestic yeah. policy, yeah, and everything you do. <laughs> well, it is I, like I mean, it is, I mean, again, we've he's not a perfect person, but it is funny, like seeing all these attacks. He's, yeah. he's the only the, leader, I mean, the only the only leader that I know of that has condemned the actions of Trudeau. That's what should be right? scaring Americans <laughs> exactly. is that we have not seen any leaders. Besides him, as far as I'm aware, come out and condemn the actions of Trudeau coming in and seizing people's livelihoods. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's it's fucking insane. And people are like, "Oh, he's he's the evil despotic leader. Like we need to shut him down." Uh, and then you have shit going on in Canada, and not a peep from anybody in the Biden administration or anybody None in the, the Senate. Europeans. Yeah, nobody. It's like part of the size, the part of the West side. I mean, everybody's in on the World Economic Forum and uh, their goals. And that's uh, the thing. You just let it happen. You don't say anything about it. Like, oh, look at Naib Bukele. Look over there. Don't look over here. The way I look at it is like they use like the smaller Western countries as like the test basis, right? So like they use Australia, they use Canada. They're just like testing out how they're going to do it in the more populous, stronger Western countries, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, starting to rain here. Starting yes, I called here. it. How many sats do I win? Well, no, did you? Did you ask for sats? I did uh, not. <laughs> hey, hey, babe, if you could just get like an umbrella or something, great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about me. I don't mind getting wet. I'm in a pool, but uh, the equipment is uh is getting a little wet. But it's not raining too hard. Um, that classic yeah, drizzle. hypocrisy is. And hypocrisy is is deafening because uh, nobody's saying anything. Da, 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 da. 
uh, speaking of hypocrisy uh, and terrible things that the U.S. government is doing, the intelligence community, specifically the CIA, uh, it became apparent that the CIA is collecting data under a specific program completely unapproved. I mean, this should not be surprising to anybody. Uh, James Clapper went and perjured himself on Capitol Hill in regards to uh, the dragnet surveillance of metadata uh, via the NSA and CIA many years ago before Edward Snowden came out and basically proved that he was lying. Uh, and it should be expected that CIA is doing this. You have unelected, unaccountable intelligence agencies uh, running around and just doing whatever the fuck they want. Like, just to be clear, we all knew we all knew the U.S. government is spying on everybody, including Americans. Well, I think that was common knowledge to a degree. Um, I mean, people are more surprised about the Americans part. It's definitely common knowledge that we're spying on everybody else. Yeah. Uh, they're also spying on us as well. But they have like they have congressional committees that are set up to approve all these spying things. So even though it's secret from us, it's not supposed to be secret from the other bureaucrats. And they kept this secret from the other bureaucrats as well. So it was, it was like completely off the books. Yeah. Um, CIA, FBI run by sociopathic Satanists. Uh, they killed JFK. Uh, they did Operation Mockingbird, MK Ultra, Paperclip. Uh, they hired Nazis. They cooed Guatemala. They cooed many other countries. They cooed Iran. They uh, they don't really care about you. Uh, and they're going to take all your data. And guess what? The FBI has created a special task force uh, to to monitor crypto, the cryptocurrency industry, and get into chain analysis. Wait, wait, don't just throw that in there. That this is this is news as of today. The FBI yes. announced today. Yes. That they have a surveillance and seizure team that they've just formed targeting Bitcoin and other digital assets. So in other news, our FBI agent got promoted and we probably got a, a newcomer who's just starting today. His, his, uh, his predecessor is up doing bigger and better things, starting this task force to, to confiscate and track down uh, Bitcoin and, and other cryptocurrencies and so I just want to say hi, introduce our new uh, ourselves to our new FBI agent, Amardi. Matt is on the other side of the camera, on the other side of the country. And uh, we, we do this podcast once a week. I have an interview series. Matt does Citadel Dispatch. We all we also work at a, at a BC firm together. We, we work in the space. We're, we're Bitcoin lovers. We're freedom lovers. We really don't like the agencies you work for. We think they should be destroyed. Um, but with that being said, we want to say hi. We're going to be here. We're going to be talking to you. Um, we're going to assume that you're listening to this week in and week out. We just want you to know that we know you're here and we welcome you. Welcome to RHR. Do you have anything you want to add to that that welcome note, Matt? Nope. <laughs> Matt does not like talking to the authorities on the podcast. We don't give you permission to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's happening. Uh, I personally think the CIA and the FBI are more detrimental to the U.S. than they are uh, positive to, to U.S. citizens and our safety at home and abroad uh, in Bitcoin. Specifically, the FBI has has run a bunch of basically entrapment campaigns. Uh, again, the CIA killed JFK uh, because 
he wanted to end the Fed, and he said that the CIA should be shattered into ten thousand pieces and and spread to the wind. Um, don't forget that, freaks. Speaking about terrible agencies, uh, the UN is negotiating a new cybercrime treaty. The EFF is reporting uh, the committee is going to begin negotiating new cybercrime treaty amid disagreement among uh, states over its scope. Probably has to do with like FATF and uh, ransomware and all that shit. Whenever you see anything cybercrime related, it really just means like they're doing anti-Bitcoin things. Yeah, they're just spying on you. On to actual good news. So you have a good string of really good news here. Uh, Grid, Argo, and Block are going to be the first yeah, customers. Yeah, put all the bad news. Intel's mining all chip. the bad news. <laughs> uh, this was, I, I didn't know Block. Not I mean, me. obviously, when it first came out, Grid, Grid was the, um, Grid was like the, the only public partner a few weeks ago. Now Argo, uh, Blockchain, uh, which is a, a miner, I believe they're out of the UK, and uh, Block Square, uh, Formerly, well, Square still exists. Block is the parent company. Uh, they will they will be getting some of these initial Intel ASICs delivered to them as well. Intel is coming out of the gate hot, saying uh, it's interesting because uh, what, what Intel is saying is that the ASICs that they're producing are a thousand x more efficient than top of the line GPUs. And so, yeah, it's compare- bullshit. Yeah, all the engagement, com- all the engagement accounts just fucking ran with it too, <laughs> right? Like when compared GPUs compared to like ASICs are extremely more efficient than GPU. So I don't know if that's them just would imagine. I, I, I hope they're I hope they're just fucking with the engagement accounts and just assuming that they don't know any better, rather than <laughs> right? they have complete misunderstanding of the space. It's going to be a complete disaster. Yeah, I hope it's not the latter and it is the former. Actually, I, like I said earlier, I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if Intel just completely fucks up the first run. Well, they they've already had a run technically in the past. They they made um, an ASIC for somebody. I forget. It was like SI something. Um, and we can just like hold ago. off, you know, with the American backdoors into mining chips for a little bit. Like I think worst case scenario would be if Intel came out and their just chips were just like way better than everyone else's. Well, that's, I mean, uh, in the Cuban nipple crisis bent earlier this week, I did add some analysis at the end of it. It was around the Intel chip, and it is yet to be seen what the quality of the chip is. Obviously, there's again a lot of talk coming from Intel that it is going to be extremely efficient from an energy consumption perspective uh, in regards to how much hash rate it produces. That's yet to be seen. Obviously, it's really encouraging to see the likes of Block, Grid, and Argo are already um, agreeing to buy some of these chips. Um, so maybe they've seen some stuff that gives them confidence that they are up to snuff. Uh, with that being said, we won't know until we know, and that's when they hit the market, um, whether or not they're they're incredible or a bust. But going down the thought experiment of they turn out to be actually really good, I think this is the black swan, the mining industry. Uh, has not been expecting, and it will re- it would be really interesting to see how it affects mining businesses at scale. Like if they can get a lot of chips out, um, what does that mean for a bunch of miners who who have two year old equipment? Like does it obsolete that? Uh, does the overall percentage of hash rate that that equipment 
garners these these large mining companies right now, uh, make them uh, allow them to continue to be profitable. Um, again, don't know yet, but it, that would be a very interesting sort of wrench thrown into the mining industry specifically is like if they were actually really good um, and nobody had it in any of their models, they were just modeling out Bitmain and MicroBT, uh, releasing new batches of ASICs and um, didn't, didn't take into consideration a formidable third player in the market. Like I said, competition's good. What would be worse? Like what I, I don't, I just don't want to see them like mop the floor with everybody. Um, but it'd be nice if like on, on the network, we had an equal balance of Chinese backdoors and American backdoors. Like that would be the ideal, uh, <laughs> that would be the ideal scenario. Um, I'm smiling cause I, I saw a tweet from Ben, the Carmen Ben, this isn't porn. This is important. What is it? What he it, said, he's going to do important things rather than listen to rabbit hole recap. Yeah, yeah, you should. No, he said he took a screenshot of me in the pool, and and made a reference to my my disliking of pornography. Uh, yeah, this is a little bit racy. Are you naked? No, no, I have a I have a bathing suit on. Prove it. Not really. <laughs> um, it was really high quality water sound. The mic really picked it up well. You know, the Yeti mic. It's a it's a good mic. It's a quality mic. Uh, keeping the good news rolling, Conoco Phillips is selling. Uh, well, I have some nuance add to this story as well. Some context: Conoco Phillips selling previously flared knack ass to Bitcoin miners. Uh, CNBC is running the story. It popped up on Twitter this week as well. Many of the, the engagement accounts. I mean, I tweeted about it too, but just because I. Do think people talking about now is going to incite more oil and gas companies into the market? But this is relatively old news. I think uh, this came out of a deck last July. Um, Blaze, which is a generator company, was buying gas from ConocoPhillips and using it to mine Bitcoin. Um, and I'm not sure if Blaze is around still, but again, it's a headline, hops in the news. Uh, and uh, I think oil and gas specifically. I just know, having been intimately close to the industry over the last few years and still very close, uh, they're implementing Bitcoin mining into their their stack. I can't say who specifically, but the, the energy industry, particularly oil and gas, is, is moving in. Um, ConocoPhillips. I mean, ConocoPhillips is a big deal. This is a yeah. big deal. Uh, yeah, a big they're one. like the small, one of the smaller of the big deals, but it's a big deal. Yeah, this is one of the small super majors. Um, small super major, yeah. It's yeah. like KPMG in Canada. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, but this this operation particularly was up in the Bakken in North Dakota. Um, and for any of cool. you freaks who are unaware, North Dakota has some of the strictest flaring regulations in the country. And so that makes the producers specifically highly incentivized to get rid of their gas as efficiently as possible. If they flare a certain amount of gas, they have to shut down their oil production on site. So they're highly incentivized to make sure that doesn't happen. Bitcoin miners provide a perfect customer and not only a customer, but a profitable user of that gas to show up and um, take that news to mine Bitcoin. As a Bitcoin miner too, Texas is a big meme. Love all my Bitcoin or excuse me, my Texas Bitcoin miners. But me personally, as a number one off-grid miner, 
that really would like to stay off grid and not be on the grid and beholden to the political morass that comes with with that. Uh, I like flare gas and strand of gas. Uh, and then North Dakota. North Dakota, from a climate perspective, is ideal for Bitcoin mining if you're doing air-cooled solutions. Um, obviously, it gets really hot down here in West Texas. And um, North Dakota, I believe in the, the summers, if I remember correctly, Great American Mining, there was one summer where it hit like 105 three days in a row. We had to underclock our machines for, for a couple of days but during the day and then full full tilt at night. But that was about it. Car, you don't have to keep going back and forth. They, nobody can see their faces. So it's fine. You see, every, every time I give this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I appreciate you, it, Car. No, you can do it, Car. It's fine. We can, uh, let's, let's protect Marty's family. That's true. Uh, pa, 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 pa. Yeah, anything else you want to add to this? I mean, dude, the Houston meetup has been... Car should just to- replace you with him every time. <laughs> Shout out to Parker uh, and Al's Lacrosse, that fucking dirtbag. That's sicko. That sicko dirtbag. Do you uh, know no one had bought dirtbagfriday.com until the, did you this buy Friday? It? Did you buy it for them? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, someone bought it on Tuesday during dispatch. Awesome. I got ta- I got tagged when someone realized it wasn't bought, and by the time dispatch ended, I couldn't buy it. Yeah, well, good. You don't need any more any more domain names. I own uh, Dirtbag Saturday through Thursday, though. So. <laughs> really? Did you nah, really? No, no, no. I'd rather have problem. the sats. There's a. It's below my line. Yes. Well, we brought up Alves across. I'm very happy that uh, the, the dirtbags got dirtbag Friday. Uh, but with that being said, even though he's a sicko, dirtbag, throw one hell of a conference down in Houston. Parker Lewis as well on Gen Capital. Nidig sponsoring that um, show. I think we had like I think we've consistently gotten like 300 people down to that conference. And the energy, bigger than BitDevs. Bigger than Austin yeah. BitDevs. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's a different vibe too. Uh, it's very energy focused the energy pun intended is very high there's people down there oil and gas industry wind solar nuclear from all aspects from operations to bitcoin mining to financing all meeting in houston and there's there's deals being worked out there's um people getting their knowledge up like the the energy again at the houston meetup is special i will say that having been to a lot of bitcoin meetups Throughout the country, uh, and this is not to discount any of those meetups, but uh, there's something special about Houston and what's happening for the mining industry down there. Uh, I would not sleep on um, the the intellectual and financial capital that is being poured into the mining industry because of this meetup particularly. So shout out to Al, that scumbag, and uh, and the others who are running that Parker Lewis and. Um, and anybody who contributes to it, so it's a great time. If you can get down to Houston for the meetup, I'm going to miss it this month, but I'll be there next month. Uh, highly recommend you make the pilgrimage at least once. Yeah, I need to make it down there. I still haven't been there yet. Yeah, Only heard good time. things. Speaking of good things, Congressman Davidson. So this is the type of thing you want to see, right? This is awesome. This is, I mean, Davidson's yeah. a boss, but like yeah. this won't get passed. But no, it's great. But but more of this, more of this, like more. Uh, of this type of so, so Congressman Davidson, 
of Ohio uh, proposed a new bill that protects private Bitcoin usage, sovereign Bitcoin usage, holding your own keys, using your own node, all that good shit. So props to him. We appreciate you. Warren, if you're out there listening, thank you, brother. Um, and hopefully this action will embolden others. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe uh, it doesn't maybe it doesn't get passed. Probably won't. But uh, BTC pins made a funny point. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it's the acronym for the act is the KYC Act because it's yes, keep your yes. Coins, it's the keep, yes. keep your coins act. Yes, uh, I think that might be intentional. Uh, if you're asking me, I really like that. Um, what do we got next here? Danny DeVito just popped up in my uh, my noties here uh, as the penguin. What is the more info? I didn't see this. More info on the uh, Bitfinex hack investigation. Um, so the judge that granted the warrant for the Bitfinex hack, uh, for because so they got them on on gift cards among other things, right? They like converted a Walmart gift card with Bitcoin, and it was in their name with their email address, used their phone. Um, look at that richest rapper that ever lived. Um, the the judge said that the warrant was deemed uh, good to do the warrant because all the information on the blockchain is public and they have no expectation of privacy. Mm. So that's uh, that's a really fun precedent that we have to look forward to. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, all right. Back to back to weird stories. Uh, not weird stories. Depressing stories. Precedent has been set there, but that should be expected, right? It is a public blockchain. Um, yeah. yeah, so anything we do with Bitcoin, you can just file a warrant with any Bitcoin service because it's fucking, the transactions are public. Yeah, no, no, I'm thinking through it. I'm thinking through it now. Yeah, All of our KYC information, all that shit, like they can just ask for that because the blockchain is public. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how precedent works, to be quite honest, but I mean, that's uh, not great that a judge said that in the first place. No. No. Where, where was this judge? Was it New York Attorney General Office? I would assume. I think so. DOJ. That's where they got arrested. Lovely. 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 Uh, we already talked about El Salvador getting <laughs> pinpointed. We've talked about FBI. Now it's on the shout outs. I got to say, I'm not reading a shout out this week. Why? There's sodomy involved. I don't, I don't want to read some weird I'm not I'm not getting I'm not I'm not going there. That's okay, why I draw so if you're the freak if you're the freak who did it, uh I'll tell you how many sats I'll tell you how many sats. I owe you. Reach out reach out to Marty. First uh first shout out, hi, Vake. Um somebody purporting to be Vake, maybe it is Vake, but that was the first shout out, thank you. Vake or the person that's pretending to be Vake. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna pretend it's Vake. Vake, love you, brother. Um, yeah, not gonna read this one. It's just it's just too. Wait, yeah, is that a second one you're not reading? No, it's the the first one. Read Vake's shout out came in before this one. This would have been the second one. Uh, you said how $50. bad is it? Hey, it's just like. You know what? I want the sets. The discussion around censoring juvenile shoutouts is quite disheartening. Given the broader cultural climate, honestly, could a child write this could a child write this while balancing on a Brian F-15 lacrosse shaft with a proton head? So lacrosse reference. 
Yes, I'm nude. And yes, I'm clenching the F-15 with my anus. Seriously, the child's sticking it. Yeah, come on. No, I'm, I'm not going to read this. this yeah, is that was not pretty bad. Let's yeah. go, keep it classy, freaks. Keep it classy. Yeah, I'm not going to read that one. But um, we appreciate the support. Yes, thank you for the Seth. You know what? You're not getting it back for being a weirdo. Um, <laughs> we'll, donate, we'll donate it. You get. I read half the shout out, so you get half the sats back. Yeah, nah, we'll donate it. Been too long since I gave y'all some sats. Shout out to the oil and gas freaks making big moves in the Houston Bitcoin meetup, especially. I forgot this was a shout out. Uh, very, very fitting shout out for the rant I just went on. I want to throw down a challenge to all freaks out there. Marty only reading one or two shout outs a week is pathetic for how much value we get from this show. If you're listening to this, I want you, yes, you, to open up your favorite lightning app and send our boys some sats and let's try to have 10 shout outs on next week's show. I like that. Marty, now that you're in Texas, you should get your hands on some Falcones whiskey. We'll definitely try to do that. Their single malt is incredible. Lastly, penis, 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 peace and <laughs> From Houston Midland, keep up the great work, David. Oh, great ending. Appreciate you, David. <laughs> Uh, uh, got, I wonder if we like a, hit an age where the penis jokes stop being funny. No, I don't think that ever happens. I, I talk to old men who still tell penis jokes. They still get a kick out of it. Uh, this is I, I really appreciate the show. I came out this morning. Um, and in context, uh, in relation to the episode I recorded on Monday with Josh Mandel, who's running for the Senate in Ohio. Uh, context for Ohio accepting Bitcoin for taxes. As an Ohioan, I want to briefly give some context not shared on Monday's episode with Ohio Senator candidate Josh Mandel. Released fall of 2018, Ohio crypto was launched near the bottom of the bear market using crypto provider BitPay. BTC Pay server was still in the early days. This was a red flag to me, but to be expected from a State Department. <laughs> to my knowledge, only three. Three total individuals slash companies actually paid in Bitcoin, including now defunct Bitcoin wallet Dropbit. Uh, prayers up to the ex-CEO Larry, Larry Harmon as well. Uh, the program was ended sometime in summer 2019, less than one year from launch, which is to be expected. Too long, don't read. Not the best way to execute, but give Josh props for pushing it through back then. Ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Ohio Bitcoin meetup scene is crazy strong. Shout out to Toledo, Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, and Cleveland meetups. Big love and our BBQ. We share a heart emoji and a steak emoji. Um, so some context added uh, for any of those freaks out there who did not listen to the episode with Josh Mandel. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I didn't really know much about Josh's history before going into the episode, did some research, uh, brief research before I think it's controversial. Um, but Arca, I really liked my conversation with him. He seems to be freedom-oriented and uh, wants to be a champion for Bitcoin in the Senate on behalf of Ohio. Who knows if he was parenting me? I don't think he was. Um, so this added context for his action when he was state treasurer in 2018 is much appreciated. He um, made it so Ohioans could pay their taxes in Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, I want to see something else. I want to see like end capital gains. Uh, on Bitcoin usage, uh, make it easier to to accept Sats to send them privately. Nobody wants to spend their taxes, spend their Sats. On Wait, taxes. but he's he's state, so capital gains. You still pay federal capital gains. 
Yeah, but there's a bunch of states. There's a bunch of states that just don't do state cap gains, including your home state of Texas. I know that. And Florida. And a couple of other states. Ohio might have it though. So maybe they think this is more effective. Um is that it for the shadows? I think we have one more actually. Am I the only Bitcoiner that doesn't get excited about uh being able to pay taxes where pay taxes no. in Bitcoin where they like auto sell it to fiat too? Like it's not even it's not no, denominated I, in Bitcoin. You just fucking send it to I, them and they yeah. auto sell it. And you're paying and you taxes. Pay taxes. You have to pay taxes on the taxes because then you have capital gains on it. Yeah. It's uh, so you're in like this forever doom loop where you're just constantly paying taxes on your taxes. Yeah, don't feed the state with your with your sats. Breaking. Breaking. The state is taking your sats. Don't don't give them your sats, freaks. Give them your cuck bucks. Let them hold the Well, if you're bucks. all in on Bitcoin, like you're 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 gonna sell Bitcoin regardless. Yeah. I don't know. It's so just not that, very exciting to me. Yeah. Me neither. I think states should get I told Josh this in the episode as well. I think there needs to be Bitcoin mining permanent funds. I think Ohio should be using its precious Gucci natural gas. They got that Gucci gas in Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. They got that Gucci that gas. Marcellus, that Marcellus uh, shale has some of the cleanest, finest natural gas on the planet. Okay, It's that Gucci gas. I think they should be using that, especially the stranded gas that doesn't have any accessibility to a pipeline to mine Bitcoin. Um if the state wants to mine, you can roll those sats into a permanent fund, which allows you to lower taxes. So freaks have to give less and less sats to to the government if they're paying their taxes and sats. Um, use Bitcoin mining to produce revenue to do state activities uh, if you're, the state is so willing to invest in it and execute themselves. Um, whether or not that would actually turn out to be a good operation is yet to be seen. And... I'm not going to hold my breath for it because states historically don't really do a good job at much of anything. Um, on to software updates. The first one I just have to mention, I don't even have to read the release notes, but I updated this week PTC Pay Server version 1.4.5. And thank you for fixing the the bug in the um, the invoice search. Like you, you can click down and like the way I read the shout outs, I was like, all right, I got to go to paid invoices and then find the shout outs there. Um, and it, for the last like three weeks, it wasn't working. And you just have to go through all these fucking invoices, all these unpaid invoices to find the shout out, which is very annoying. And they fixed it this week. So thank you, whoever merged that PR. Um, it has made my life easier this week. Bitcoin S version 1.9.0 has been released. Galoy Money version 0.1.21 has been released. Lightning Terminal version 0.6.3 Alpha has been released. Mercury Wallet version 0.6.4 has been released. Nix Bitcoin version 0.0.66 has been released. And that's it. Uh, who's got thoughts on the Cash App's Lightning user flow? Steven Delorme. Yeah, I, met, I met Steven Delorme at uh, Nash Bitcoiners last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Bitcoin Design Guide. He basically completely disagreed with your comments about the lightning flow. He has a lot of feedback. What do you disagree um, about? Love to see it. What do you disagree about? Fortunately, 
the payment is not yeah when you do it you have to confirm the payment and all that i'm just reading through his activity flow i mean he disagreed with being able to point the qr at any invoice oh no no i mean that part's good yeah yeah that that's the only thing i really commented on last week yeah i mean i just haven't used it i can send you sats in the cash app you can try it out I'm just gonna uh, speak, speaking of sats car if you have the mic you want to hop in here sats by southwest uh, hackathon announced it's gonna be march 12th and 13th here in austin texas car it's with the pleb lab pleb. yeah car shill it also i was just being facetious i've never sold on cash app okay. yeah it's gonna it's gonna happen on uh during South by, but we're going to fork South by and do a Bitcoiner sats by. Yeah. So it's uh pretty excited. Awesome. It's going to be, it's going to be a big couple of weeks in Austin, Texas during South by it's a two week event. Uh, you get the sats by Southwest Pleb labs. It's going to be throwing many. Events. I love the name sats by so good. Commons, I think has some things planned as well. The Bitcoin community is going to, Ensure that the uh, the shit coiners don't take over all the content storing South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, which they've done historically. I heard there's going to be a, a Bitcoin block party too happening that Saturday, so it'd be pretty epic. Oh, nice! Which Saturday? That, that the second Saturday. one or the first one? Oh, that, the first one. Yeah, that first Saturday. The fourteenth. The twelfth. Twelfth. Twelve. Oh, it's Saturday, Sunday hackathon. I thought it was Thursday, Friday. My dates are all off. Fidelity launches a Bitcoin ETP in Europe, ticker FBTC, fuck Bitcoin. Um, this is uh, just another exchange-traded product uh, in Europe, available to Europe. I believe CoinShares has one. Did I see BlackRock came out with one too? I don't know if you have that on the list. If you're going to buy Bitcoin, um, you should only own custodial BlackRock Bitcoin. It's the best. Yes, yes. BTC is the ETF. Don't... And, I know some people are forced to because they can't hold Bitcoin. If you're in a position where you can't hold it because your job tells you you can't, you might want to think about getting a new job. But um, Or just fucking get no KYC coin and just do it fucking anyway. That as well. <laughs> but breaking, Fidelity launches a Bitcoin ETP in Europe. Swan launched Bitcoin Canon education portal this week. Um, Swan team. Is out there try, trying to educate. They have a Swan Live, uh, they have the, the Cafe Bitcoin, and now they're adding to that with Swan Portal. So if Keep scrolling, to, car. No, look at that guy. Look, who's oh, that guy? Oh, you got a Bitcoin privacy post on there, Matt Odell. Yeah, I did a, on the portal. I did a privacy canon one. Boss. It's a cool little concept. They like made it. They made it very easy for contributors to uh, submit, and it's like a form, so it's like very clean. Uh, don't click the video. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, like everyone's supposed to. I Brecky got mad at me because so you're supposed to do like a video intro in the beginning of like this is my canon, this is why it's important or whatever. This is my rabbit hole. This is why it's important. Each one of them is called rabbit holes within the canon. And you're supposed to put a video introducing it. And I just uploaded Gladstein's like private Bitcoin privacy in two minutes. <laughs> they're, like, you can't, they're like, you can't do that. And I just 
filibustered them. I was like, I was like, if you don't want a video, then you can remove the video, but I'm not going to record one. Boss. But yeah, this is like all a bunch of resources that I curated for if you care about privacy. And if you don't, whatever. I don't care. You heard it here first. Breaking. Matt O'Dell doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) You Uh, do you. (laughs) Cold care. Well, cold care. Cold card announces a $25,000 a cookbook bounty for a React Native NFC implementation. Uh, CoinKite Tap Protocol and Helper Program is a Python library. They'll make it easy to talk to Tap Signer. So this is the Python card. version. This is the Python version for Sats Card and Tap Signer. They're two NFC specific products coming out. They want um, React Native. Yeah, and the key for React Native is Blue Wallet. Blue Wallet is React Native. Um, Hexawallet is also React Native. Zeus is React Native, but the key is Blue Wallet. Um, so yeah. If you are a React Native friendly developer, consider getting your 25K. This is uh, like the spec. And then if you're interested in the bounty program, I believe it's jobs at coinkite.com if you email them there. Hell yeah. Go check it out, freaks. NFC. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the SATS card would have been extremely useful in this protest. Uh, besides the fact that they're located in Canada and like who even knows what kind of pressure they're under right now. Um, open dimes, very useful in this situation. Open dimes cost more though, right? Open dimes are $15. Um, the SATS card is going to be significantly less than that. I don't know how much less, but I've been told have significantly. A, have, a, uh, have an open dime anecdote from today that'll make you proud. Not of me, but of my wife. Uh, we're in Florida. If you couldn't tell, we're not, not in my my backyard in Austin, Texas. We're, we're on a little family vacation. And my wife used to get her hair cut by this dude in New York. Um, he fled New York to Miami. My wife really likes the way this guy cuts her hair. So she's going to get her hair cut down here from this dude. And he's a Bitcoiner. He's like a base Bitcoiner. He's not a shit coiner. I've talked about Bitcoin in the past, and she wanted to tip him using an open dime. Uh, and we we're on the flight on our way down here, and I just hear, "God damn it!" And she's like, "I forgot the open dime." He's not going. When's she getting her hair cut? I'm not going to dox that much information. Saturday. Well, do you have time for me to ship you an open? Di- oh, okay, you don't. Yeah, I wasn't uh, trying maybe. to dox it. Maybe if there's like. A- <laughs> Maybe if there's a Bitcoiner in the area, they can yeah, you an open dial. Yeah, if there's a South Florida Bitcoiner has got any uh, spare. Hit up Marty. Device. He needs an open dial. He'll pay you sets. Yeah. But yeah, my wife, she's thinking like, I'm going to tip my barber in, with an open dial. Uh, KYC free. Do you want me to order you some, Marty, and then send it? It's not going to get there in time. No. Yeah, no. It's too late now. Um, South Florida Bitcoiner. I always travel with up. open dimes. I actually do have a loaded one. Un- unfunded open dimes, but I travel with them. Yeah. Um, this is a fucking massive fine. I didn't even see this. BlockFi agrees to pay $100 million in penalties and pursue registration of its clip crypto lending product. This is the cost of doing business. Slap on the wrist. Company also agrees to attempt to bring its business into compliance with the Investment Company Act of 1940. So the 40 Act Fund, or excuse me, 40. 
you have funds called 40. I worked for a fund of funds that was a 40 act fund. You have to work within this investment company act of 1940 framework. Uh, and they've got to do it within 60 days. They've agreed to come into compliance with the 40 act within 60 days. Uh, it was actually something that uh, I thought you would have wanted to cover last week that we didn't, uh, which was the, the one sec. Don't of, use block five freaks. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Well, it was like block, like we didn't talk about it. Like the, the dude who got his fucking Bitcoin taken because it, it had like a connection to a mixing service at some point in the past or not a mixing no, service. No, it was even worse than that. They what like retroactively, like part of his collateral was a BISC purchase and the previous That's person had, the previous person had used CoinJoin. And then they liquidated him because he didn't have enough collateral because they refused that UTXO. And then he yeah. lost all of his money. And they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, and like people were pretty- like, this is a problem with BISC and this is a problem with CoinJoin. Like, no, this is a problem with fucking BlockFi. Yeah, they could have easily just been like, yeah, hey, why do they why is privacy bad? Like that's the other thing. Like privacy is No, isn't and bad. also no. I mean, look. Whatever happened have, to innocent until proven guilty? Like, maybe look, if anything, they should, like should have like been like, "All right, this is a little sketchy. Let's like do some research to find out where I you think, got this from." Like, I think their business model is predatory. I think uh, their their explicit uh, ban on any output that has CoinJoin history in it, whether it's a withdrawal or deposit to their service results in your account getting uh, frozen is absolutely an attack on Bitcoin. But all that said, in this situation, it's even fucking worse because they have the Bitcoin. If everything this guy is saying is true, they had his Bitcoin. Okay, maybe you think it's tainted or whatever and you don't want to accept it, but you have collateral. You know who he is. You're going to liquidate the fucking guy? Like, give him a fucking week to replace it with, you know, cuck Bitcoin or whatever. Whatever your, whatever Bitcoin you want to accept. Yeah, now you have tainted Bitcoin. Tainted yeah, Bitcoin. Ridiculous. Um, my camera going in and out for you? Yeah, which is hilarious because you got like this really expensive DSLR and like you're blurry and it's like blinking and just all this fucking shit's got You'd be better off with like your six-year-old integrated webcam. No, that's what I'm using. That's what I have been. Oh, I thought you were using. You didn't use the DSLR. The latency on this 2014 MacBook Pro is uh is not. I feel that conducive for that. Um, yeah, now you're just blinking. Is it because it's dark? It's probably because it's dark out. Yeah, it's getting dark out. Um, so it's like rave time here in Florida. Uh, this is a pretty cool open source tool uh, to to track. Uh, no, the, this is awesome. The ASIC landscape. Uh, this is a freak's brother. Uh, I feel comfortable saying this because he he tweeted it out. Yeah, um, he did tweet it. Yeah. So, what is it? BTC Utils. P. Hiroku. What's his Twitter com. account? It's not a very good. Uh, it's not a very good URL. Oh, Rob Hamilton. At Rob Hamilton, no, no, right? no, no. The it, it's his brother. What's his brother's Twitter account? I don't know if he has a Twitter account. I just saw Rob tweet like, um, "Proud my brother built this." Uh, I know he does because I followed him and retweeted his brother. All right, I, can't, I haven't been able to find it. Well, I don't feel like looking it up, but cheers to you. 
Uh, we have a link to the tool in the show notes. Go check it out. If you're interested in, in home mining, uh, this is extremely useful because it basically sourcing prices from a bunch of different P2P marketplaces for ASICs. Yeah. Go check it out, freaks. Um, this is my first pool rip. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, in Houston, I did rip that that one show, like buy the pool, but I'm not this first one in a pool. Uh, I had something else I wanted to add. Is this right a private before. pool or is this a public pool? This is a public pool. No, I'm kidding. It's a private pool. Um, but there was something else. Like governments, there was something about governments clamping down and it's being terrible. Authoritarian. Uh, I lost it. But uh, censorship. Oh, it wasn't governments. It was Twitter. Like the fact that Defiant L's got suspended for, for many days. He's back week, now. He's back now, but like they, they, that, like the, the Orwellian, uh, yeah, so bad. Like the finals, it's <laughs> like it's literally just screenshots of people's tweets pointing out their hypocrisy, like nothing else. That's like that is the content. It's a screenshot showing two tweets, and one is their previous tweet, and the second tweet is their contradictory. My guess is they got in more trouble because then they also like do the, the superimposed picture of them like looking into it yeah um but, but i don't still, know yeah it's garbage it's it just it's yeah it, it just shows it just shows how um like twitter is twitter is basically dead it's just not priced in yet uh they dug their own grave uh it's not the platform it used to be and maybe that's just what happens to every every centralized platform at scale maybe it's not i don't know it's inevitable um, entropy but yeah, it's pretty pretty lame. Pretty lame. I would say there's a lot of bigger issues going on, but that's pretty lame. Hey, man. I just want to say to the freaks, like I know uh I know I came off very frustrated in the beginning of this episode. Uh, which is because I, I'm I'm a bit frustrated and a bit concerned. Um but ultimately uh, I do believe uh, I'm very grateful that we have Bitcoin. I'm very grateful for Bitcoiners. Uh, I would be absolutely hopeless without Bitcoiners and without the greater free open source movement. Um, I do appreciate you all. I appreciate everyone who works so hard in this space. Um, I do think we will win on the long term, uh, but I think that people should be in a war footing. And I think we've been at war for a while now. Um, and I'm glad people are starting to wake up, but there's, you know, position yourself, position yourself better and, you know, take some personal responsibility and let's fucking do this thing. Thank you. I was going to say, turn that frown upside down, Matthew. We're going to win. Okay. Things are looking dark right now. Things are pretty heavy. Evil governments that we've known to be evil for quite some time are... <sighs> Are, are really turning up the heat. I'm trying to like. Turn, you look like a demon spawn. You look like a demon spawn in the fucking <laughs> pool with the like. I think it's like almost laser eyes. You know what? You're like you like turn eyes. your friend Guys. upside down, and the black is just cutting in and out like while you're fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> but on a more serious note, guys. But we, yeah, you sound great. We've known these. Are, We've we've known that these attacks are coming. They're here, 
And we just gotta we gotta go with the punches. My mother in law was like making fun of me up there. You know what? It's what puts food on your on your daughter's plate. Um, we're gonna win. We're gonna win. It's uh, it's not gonna be easy. It's not foregone. It's gonna be a fucking fight. But I do like Matt. Like Matt just said, uh, I do believe in Bitcoiners. I do believe that the capacity to win is right in front of us. We have the tools to build the applications and the user flows and the services that are necessary to make sure the Bitcoin wins. The governments that are turning up the heat on everybody right now are objectively and very obviously evil and in the wrong. I think we we have a turning of public perception in regards to these Western governments specifically happening at the moment. I do believe there's an awakening. People are recognizing the utility that Bitcoin provides after calling a Ponzi scheme for over a decade. You just got to keep pushing, keep educating. That's why we show up week in and week out. Um, I love you guys. I'm going to take a dip. Let's see if we can get I love you, freaks. Camera. Stay on the stack sets. Peace and love.